Hello and welcome to Feminine Fire, a podcast where spirituality meets soulful business strategy. I'm your host, spiritual life and business coach, Beck Cazillo, here to help you ignite your inner fire and step into the highest vision for your life and business. Join me as we explore what it takes to get out of your own way, up-level your worth, master your mindset, and build the spiritual business of your dreams. If you're a spiritual woman ready to create a life and business that truly sets your soul on fire, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. This is Feminine Fire. Hello, hello, beautiful human, and welcome to the Feminine Fire podcast. I am back and just so excited to be here recording this for you today. It is my first episode since returning from maternity leave, and it feels so, so good to be back behind the mic. This was the longest break that I've taken from recording episodes since I started the podcast back in February 2021. So it has been now about three months since I've been in the podcasting chair, but you have still been hearing from me every fortnight. I really hope that you enjoyed the guest interviews that I was able to pre-record for you before going on mat leave. I absolutely loved those conversations and it was so great being able to see them being released every couple of weeks, all pre-organized and have conversations with some of you on the back end around what you were getting out of those conversations and what you were loving most. So if you haven't listened in, they are there for you to enjoy. They are some really juicy conversations and I highly recommend you check them out. And hey, I also got my voice back. This is actually what I sound like. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, the short version of the story is that I had an awful, awful cough and lost my voice for about six or seven weeks after having COVID in my final trimester of pregnancy. I literally didn't get my voice back until the week I went into labor. So all of the guest interviews that were released over the last few months featured me and my sexy husky voice. Anyway, my voice is back now and so am I. And you can probably hear in the background, I've got a little friend here with me. I've had a baby a beautiful little boy named Hugo George. He is just so divine. And at the time this episode will be released, he will be already three months old. I can't believe it. It's gone so fast. I have really been trying to soak up every minute I can of the newborn phase because I know just how quick it goes. So there's been a lot happening in my world. I'm definitely in a big, big season of transition right now. Obviously just having had a baby, but there's a couple of other things going on. And I wanted to take this opportunity in this first episode after maternity leave to share some reflections and lessons from this time. And I really wanna do that because it's honestly been so, so amazing. If you follow me over on Instagram, you may have heard me say this already, but I really do feel like I'm living in my vision board right now. When Hugo was just three-ish weeks old, I think, we went to a friend's wedding and one of my friends who I hadn't seen for a while, she asked me, how's business going? And it got me thinking and reflecting on how great the business was doing and feeling for me while on mat leave. Being still on mat leave, at the time I wasn't in the business that much, but despite that, the business was feeling so, so good. And here's why. 
I have an incredible team who are holding down the fort for me and keeping the business running with very, very minimal oversight from me, which was amazing to say the least. I also still had money rolling in each and every week from payment plans and evergreen sales, despite being on maternity leave and not being in the business and not showing up that much. I also had pre-sold spots into the October round of my six-month mastermind, the Spiritual Business Mistress Mind. So I already had some absolute dreamboat clients signed up to coach with me when I returned to work. And I knew that when I did come back, I had everything set up in a way that I could do that very gently. I could return to work in a really, really gentle, easeful way. There was no rushy, urgent energy around it because it was all mapped out. So anything else above and beyond the mistress mind essentially was just a bonus. And when I reflect on all of that, honestly, this is my dream. This is the dream. Having the ability to take a break away from the business to birth and spend those precious newborn days with my family while still thriving and bringing in money and having zero stress or worry about returning to work because it was already set up and ready to go. This is it. This is the dream. So today I wanted to share my biggest lessons from maternity leave and how you can apply these to your business. Doesn't matter whether or not you're going on mat leave, whether or not you've got kids, these lessons will apply across the board. And I will also be answering your questions. I put the call out a couple of weeks ago to ask you what you wanted to hear about, what questions you wanted me to answer about mat leave. And so I'll be answering those questions for you and also sharing a bit of a life update in the meantime and talking about the big shifts that are happening in my world right now. Mm, It is going to be a juicy one. So let's kick things off. I have three lessons from maternity leave that I want to share with you. And I really want to preface this by saying that most of these lessons aren't new. I'm not sharing anything particularly groundbreaking. I didn't have really any light bulb moments, but rather a deepening of what I already knew to be true, a deeper embodiment of what it means to truly live by and embody these lessons. All right, let's go. The first lesson is one I talk about all the time the power of surrender. And this was a really big theme for me, particularly at the end of my pregnancy. So in the lead up to Hugo's birth, if I'm completely honest, my final few months of pregnancy were definitely not what I envisioned. Between getting COVID, losing my voice for more than six weeks, a sinus infection, a sprained rib, plus all of the usual discomforts that come with late pregnancy, puffy ankles, difficulty sleeping, all of the above, you name it, I had it. (laughs) It's safe to say that third trimester totally kicked my ass. It was not fun to say the least, but in hindsight, there was a silver lining. It was kind of probably exactly what I needed. And the reason for that is, obviously, I wouldn't wish that on anyone and I wouldn't want to go through that again, but it really helped me to recognize just how much pressure I was putting on myself to have my ideal version of pregnancy and birth. My emotions were all tied up in my pregnancy and birth, looking, feeling, and being a certain way. I really, really enjoyed my first pregnancy with Noah. I loved being pregnant. I was fit and healthy. I was going to the gym lots. 
But Noah's birth, while beautiful in the end, did not go to plan. And I realized just how much I wanted this birth to be different and how disappointed I was that I was feeling so unwell in late pregnancy. And what I realized, and it was after a hypnotherapy session with my incredible hypnotherapist, was that I was doing exactly what I teach my clients not to do. I was holding on far too tightly to my vision. I was trying to control what could not be controlled when what I really needed to do was surrender to what will be. Surrender is one of the most supportive things you can do in pregnancy, in birth. And of course, as a parent too, it serves you in so many ways. And the same is true in business. Trust, surrender, have a vision, but don't hold on too tightly. It's something that I remind my clients of all the time. Trying to control what you can't control is so incredibly human, but so obviously pointless. It is the definition of setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. And sometimes you do not even realize you're doing it. When you can instead surrender to what will be and fully trust that you can handle whatever it is thrown at you, you can release that control. You can let go of that pressure. You can relax, be more mindful, more present. Your nervous system, your mental health and well-being will thank you for it. And it doesn't mean that challenges won't happen, but it does mean that you will be better equipped to deal with it. And if there is anything that being a parent to a newborn and a toddler teaches you, it's that you can do incredibly challenging things on very little sleep. So the lesson of surrender is the first one that I wanted to share with you. Now to take this and apply it to your life and business, the questions to ask yourself are, Where might you be holding unrealistic expectations of yourself and your business? Where might you be trying to control what is out of your control? Where might you be holding onto your vision so tightly to the detriment of your nervous system and mental well-being? What would it mean to release that control and those expectations? How would it feel to trust and surrender? Now, the second lesson, which is very biz focused, is the power of outsourcing and delegating. Now, I've had at least one team member supporting me in the biz for the last few years. And in that time, I have learnt to outsource and delegate more and more. I think as someone who worked on their own for so long and is a self-confessed recovering control freak, it took me a little while to relinquish that control and to get good at outsourcing and delegating. It is definitely a skill being able to do that effectively. And I've gotten better and better at it as time has gone on. So I use this maternity leave as an opportunity to outsource and delegate even more to my team. For the most part, I have always maintained my own social media presence and most of my Instagram content was either created in the moment or at the very most planned within the week. Batching content has never been my strong point. But one of the things I wanted to test and play with while on maternity leave was batching and handing over more of my socials to my team creating a plan, batching content and handing it over to be scheduled and shared. 
And what we'll be doing over the next couple of weeks is reviewing how it all went and then refining and creating a plan moving forward. And I'm actually feeling super jazzed about creating content in this way and continuing to hand over the things in the business that I really don't need to be doing. What's really great is to have come back from maternity leave with this already set up. So I am now more in my zone of genius than ever before, which means I've got more space to show up and serve my clients, more space to be creative, more space to be strategic and more time with my family, which is really, really important to me in this season of life. So the takeaway here, outsourcing and delegating is the best for many, many reasons, But also don't feel like you have to have all your shit together in order to bring on a team member or start outsourcing. You can start small and with the things in your business that are the easiest for you to hand over and then continue to build from there. And trust me, if this recovering control freak can do it, so can you. You can learn to delegate effectively. You can learn to let go of that control and your business will be so much better off for it. The third and final lesson that I want to share with you is the power of planning. I went into maternity leave with a plan and it made my life so much easier. It took the pressure off having to make any last minute decisions. As a team, we had a plan, we stuck to the plan and we made small tweaks as needed. If you're going to take any time away from your business, you need a plan. Even if the plan is to take a full break away from everything, that is still a plan. You need a plan and then you need to communicate that plan with your team, with your clients and with your community. For me, having a plan meant that both my team and I were super clear on what needed to happen and when. It meant that we were able to pre-sell spots into the spiritual business mistress mind so the pressure was off in terms of sales when I returned to work. Having a plan meant that the team were able to hold down the fort and keep the business running without much oversight from me during that time. It meant that my clients knew exactly what to expect from me in terms of when I was wrapping up, when I was returning to work, and they could plan around it. It meant that I had money rolling in each week from payment plans and evergreen sales, despite me not being present in the business much at all. And it meant that when I returned to work, I already had those incredible clients signed up to coach with me and the business was set up in a way that made it so easeful to return. None of this would have been possible without a plan. The takeaway, planning equals more ease, more income, more profit, more fun, more flow, a better experience for your clients, a better team dynamic and culture, all of the above. Planning is essential for your business growth. So do not skip over that step. So those were my three biggest lessons from maternity leave, surrender, outsourcing and delegating and planning. And as I said, all of those things were things that I already knew. They're probably already things that you already know, but I've been able to embody them more deeply through this maternity leave. And I've been able to do that because I've been really intentional about how I have done each of those things. All right. Now to answer some of your questions. The first one is what have the challenges been? Now, business-wise, there very gratefully have not been that many challenges, and that's thanks to having that excellent team support and a solid plan going into mat leave. 
But I think personally, the biggest challenge has been recalibrating to doing business with a newborn again. I did it with Noah, but it feels like a million years ago now. He's three. So it was three years ago and I'm still finding my rhythm with it with Hugo. And I know from experience that as soon as I find my rhythm, he's going to likely change what he's doing anyway. And so I've got to kind of recalibrate to that way of working and doing business. Hugo also isn't at an age yet where he's settled into a super regular nap routine, which means planning anything can be quite challenging and the juggle is very, very real. I know other mums will be nodding along with me here because even when he does have a nap, you never really know whether it'll be 45 minutes or two hours and you've just got to roll with it, right? Gratefully, I've got the support of my parents who have stepped in to hang out with Hugo for an hour here or there during the day when I have a call scheduled. And the plan once he's a little bit older is for my parents to look after him one day a week, the same as they do for Noah now. So I would say that has been the biggest challenge for me so far, just really finding my groove as a mama to a newborn again and balancing that with being a business owner. Now, the second question, which I love, is what has felt easy? And the answer is so, so much. I really feel like my coaching has never been more on point or potent. Like I am on fire and I say that fully owning it. Whenever I'm on a call with my clients or if I'm in Voxer supporting them, I just feel so laser focused in on exactly what they need right now. And I've always been someone who likes to cut the fluff and get straight to the point, no fucking around the edges, all of those things. But I feel even more of that fire and even more focused on supporting my clients to stay on track with their goals and what they want to create in their business right now. And that has just felt like this really natural shift, a deeper embodiment of my coaching style. Maybe it's the fierce mama bear coming out stronger now that I'm a mama of two. I don't know. But getting back into the coaching seat has definitely felt so easy. I'm feeling so energized and really, really excited about being back in the business. I think having that time away has definitely re-energized my passion for this work. And perhaps that's one other challenge that I can share. I've just got so much that I want to do and create. I've got all of these ideas and plans and changes that I want to make and upgrades and improvements and new offers. But at the moment, most of these ideas and plans are just being parked until I have more time. There is a couple of things that I have been working on, but I'm just feeling a little bit impatient around that. And that is definitely a challenge. In this season right now, I have limited time. And so I have to prioritize what's important. And what's important to me right now is showing up 100% for my clients in the spiritual business mistress mind. In saying that, for the most part, it is all feeling very easy right now. When I remember to let go and surrender to the season that I'm in, it is all very, very easy and I am letting it be easy. In fact, that is pretty much a prerequisite for anything I'm doing in the business at this time. I really don't have time for complicated. So ease is a must and having fun is a must too. Okay. The final question is, did you feel ready to return to work when you did? And I have a two-pronged answer to that question. Yes and no. 
Firstly, yes, because I was feeling so ready and so excited to get back into coaching. I was so pumped to catch up with my continuing clients and see where they're at and to dive in with my new clients and get to know them and their businesses and to just really be in my own space. I love having this business and doing this work because it means I get to do something outside of being a mum. I get to start putting my ideas and plans and my visions into practice and bringing that into reality and to continue building this beautiful, beautiful business that I so, so love. I was just so, so excited to dive back into it all. So in that way, yes, I felt very, very ready to return to work when I did. But at the same time, no, because time literally feels like it's slipping through my fingers right now. Even though I've been so mindful of being present and soaking in all the newborn cuddles with Hugo, those first two months before returning to work just disappeared so fast. And now he's already three months old. Like my little newborn is now not so newborn. And I just don't think I will ever be ready for that. I'm like torn between wanting to know what human he's going to grow into and keeping him my baby forever. There's a reason why people say they grow up too fast because they really, really do. And going back to work meant that he was growing up. It meant that he was already a couple of months old and that just didn't feel fair. (laughs) Now, the other thing that threw a spanner in the works was that at the same time as I was returning to work, literally that same week, we had decided to sell our house. So this is a lovely little segue into me giving you some background and a little life update because very, very excitingly, we are moving to the coast at the end of this year. So for those of you who don't know, I'm currently based in Canberra, Australia, Ngunnawal country. This is my hometown. I'm a Canberran born and bred, and I do really, really love this city, But moving our family to the coast and living near the ocean and going to the beach every day and living in a place that isn't quite as cold as Canberra has been something that Matt and I have been dreaming of and working towards for a little while now. And it is finally happening. We found out while I was on maternity leave that Matt had successfully secured a job in the area that we were hoping to move to. And then everything kind of snowballed from there. We are in the very, very fortunate position that Matt's parents live there and my parents have a coast house there too. So originally the plan was for Matt to get a job, stay with one of our parents in the meantime and just sort out the house in the new year. We were just going to park that. And in preparation, we called the real estate agent to come and have a look and give us an idea of what we needed to do to the house to get it ready for sale and just do any of that prep work. We'd already done quite a bit, but we wanted some advice on what the best focus would be for us in those final couple of months of us living here. Anyway, as soon as Matt got off the phone with the agents to set up that meeting, I said to him, "Mm, do you think maybe we should try and sell before the end of the year? Next minute, we were finishing off all our projects. We were cleaning up the garden, painting, clearing out furniture, and our house went on the market the same week that I went back to work. 
And now we have sold our house, yay, which means that we can now chill over the holiday season, which was really why we made that decision. It meant that this side of Christmas has been a little bit more hectic than usual, than we were planning, but now we won't have to worry about doing all of those things in January. We can just enjoy the summer, enjoy being at the coast, and we're not in any rush to buy a house straight away. We can still stay with Matt's parents while we find our dream house. So it was definitely worth the very full on few weeks we had getting the house ready and keeping it clean for open homes all while navigating life with a newborn and a toddler and running a business and returning to work after maternity leave. We don't do anything in halves over here. So it's been a very, very big season to say the least, but I am so excited to be living into our next level family vision right now. I told you I was literally living in my vision board. It is so, so true and such a bloody dream. Now with that, beautiful humans, I've come to the end of this episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took away something from those lessons that I shared and my answers to your questions. Honestly, 12 months ago, life and business felt hard more often than not. And I couldn't see how any of what I've shared today could have been possible for me. But I kept holding the vision and I kept taking the necessary steps to get me here. And now here we are and it is fucking great. And I am celebrating that so, so much. So please take this as evidence if you need it, that it is possible. Your dreams are possible. And if you're about to head into a big season yourself, maybe you're heading off on maternity leave or you're moving house and cities too, or you're just navigating a whole lot at the moment, you have got this. I believe in you. So I am sending you so much love and thanking you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please come and let me know on Instagram. I am at beck.cazillo. Send me a DM. I absolutely love getting your messages about the podcast and knowing which episodes you are loving. And with that, I hope you have a fabulous day. Hugo and I will see you next time on the Feminine Fire podcast. <laughs>